stop, stop. I can't take it anymore. Oh, I do the live one too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theater. You're really quite good. Quite a certain harmful habit. Hello again and welcome. We are breaking up with our BS. This is episode number 107 and I am JDK Winnikin. And I am Tani Santabria and I just want to thank you all for spending a little bit of time with us today as we get curious about and dissect yet another BS story that keeps us stuck and limited. So today we're going to discuss the pretty common BS story. Many of us have, not all of us, but many, and it goes something like this. Speaking up for myself is selfish. But before we get there, if you find any of the topics uh, on our podcast, Breaking Up With Our BS, useful in your life, please subscribe. You don't want to miss out on keeping yourself aware, present, and healthy. So with that, JD, what comes up for you around this topic? Uh, That I can relate to it, as is so often the case. Uh, I have told myself that story before. I have had moments in my life where I think um, I have indeed acted that way, where it would be selfish to say something, either because I'm in a group and I have an opinion that's different or I want to do something different than everybody else, but I don't want to inconvenience things. I don't want to be that guy, quote unquote, you know, who jams things up. And then just sometimes reluctant to have conflict. Um, I have in the past been reluctant to engage in conflict. for a lot of different reasons that involve probably a lot of other stories as well. But uh, that's what comes up. And I know that for me, when that story could be prevalent in my life, it could lead to a lot of feelings of loneliness and frustration and disconnection in me, within myself and with me and between me and other people, including some resentment also towards others and frustration. So nothing, nothing that felt real good. That is a lot going on all at one time, JD. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why I'm I've I'm I'm very happy that I've I've done work that has identified that. And I, I that doesn't happen to me as much. I, the story still mm. can come up here and there, but not as much as it used to. Mm. So I'm curious for you, what makes speaking up for yourself? Why does that equal selfish? Like, how do you define selfish for yourself, I guess? Yeah, that's that to me, the first thing that comes to mind when you ask that is that the problem isn't the, it's more the selfish side of things. I learned I'm not supposed to be selfish. I learned growing up that you're supposed to give to others, you're supposed to be concerned about others before yourself. And I got that messaging from a lot of different directions, but um, that's that's the thing. So if it could be other things, like if, if it was something else means I'm selfish, I'm not supposed to do that thing. Right, whether it's speaking up for myself or whether it's something else, you could say wearing orange is selfish. <laughs> you know, and it would be—it's not so much the wearing orange; it would be the fact that it was being identified as selfish that would be the problem. So I wouldn't wear orange. Nothing against orange; I like orange. I love orange. Oh yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. That she's showing a big <laughs> orange bottle. Everybody who's. Not I got my big game. orange shaker cup here <laughs> yeah, as we're right. talking. That's right. Great <laughs> fall color for this time of year. Um, mm-hmm. But to answer yeah. your but to answer your question, um, speaking up, it, it, that's really hard to define. Like when you ask it that way, what makes it selfish? Nothing by itself, but the assignment of you're supposed to keep things 
cool. You're supposed to go with the flow. You're supposed to um, not move against what the majority of people want or something. I guess it depends on the context. I know that sounds mm-hmm. like a pretty <laughs> marbles in the mouth kind of answer. <laughs> how do you, how would you define selfish? Now or in the context of the story? <laughs> um, just in general, like how would you define selfish? Uh, let's see. Um, selfish, something that prioritizes myself over someone else to an excessive degree. Okay. That, and, and how do you know when it's an excessive degree? I, I don't know. I'm really going to pick this apart. I I'm know, really going to pick this apart. Because... I'm, I'm squirming. <laughs> I know I'm squirming over here. Um, but I don't know. That's a great question. I don't know. It's, um, and I don't think I was, growing up, I was never taught how to know. So, um, or I never really picked up on that. Um, and I, I personally think now there's, I mean, I guess you could say good selfish and bad selfish. Uh, but I think the, the challenge is in the term. You know, selfish itself is such a pejorative word for most of us. It, it's, it's interesting, too, because um, we, we like to think that, like, self-care isn't mm-hmm. one of those words, right? Mm-hmm. And, and somehow, though, selfish has become like a, a, an intention of sort of taking away from somebody else. Oh, that's a really good way to put it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then anytime, then and here's the trouble, like anytime we assert ourselves, we're just inherently taking away from somebody else. I mean, is that really the case? Anytime no. we speak up, anytime we say, I like orange and <laughs> to somebody who rep prefers blue, mm-hmm. we're somehow taking away from somebody else. Probably, well, we're probably not, right? But that's the part that we're not really getting, letting ourselves go deep enough to, mm-hmm. to kind of look at. Mm-hmm. Just because we have a different way of doing something or we prefer something different than somebody else. And we want to, and we, we can say these things. It doesn't take away from somebody else. Um, and I'm thinking about things like, where do you want to go for dinner? Right. I've got a lot. I've, I've talked to a lot of people over time. I don't care wherever you want to go. Oh, Even yeah. though they, there might be a care, there might be a care. Mm-hmm. Right. But speaking up about where I'd prefer to go is if then, oh, well, they don't like that. Or, oh, well, they don't prefer that. Or, oh, well, you know, so I won't say that. Mm-hmm. Then how, how does anybody get to know anybody? <laughs> Right. If we're not going to speak up. Right. Right. It, it reminds me of a story that, that, uh, happened when a friend of mine's, um, mom passed away a number of years ago and we'd all gathered together for the funeral and the memorial and we were all at their house afterwards. And it was, uh, we were talking with siblings and his father and things like that. And, um, it came out, I don't remember what it was, but it came out that his mom had never liked something that they had done, like never really liked it. And it came as this huge shock to her husband and to a couple of her sons. We're like, wait, no, she, she always went along. She always enjoyed that. And (laughs) no, she did not. It was a, it was a friend of hers. No, she didn't. She just didn't want to stand in the way of you guys enjoying something. She actually hated that, but she wanted to, 
you guys to enjoy it. So she always put you guys first. That's what's coming up to, you know, that story. And they were just shocked by this. Mm -hmm. She'd never said anything. And like, and they were married like 50 years. Yeah, it it, it happens. You know, if we've got some, some history of people pleasing or some history of not wanting to have any conflict or disagreement or anything like that, then we certainly will oftentimes defer. And I have one client who, who talks about what she discovered was that she, she calls it, she calls this herself, a whatever girl. She goes, I don't want to be a whatever girl anymore. So what she realized was she she would say oftentimes, whatever you want, whatever you want, whatever's fine with me, whatever, what, even though all the while it, she had, she knew what she would prefer. She just didn't want the disagreement or the conflict, or she didn't want to um, have anybody else feel like, you know, they didn't, you know, she wanted to make everybody happy. Yeah. But all the while she was not at all because she was giving up a part of herself over and over and over again. Mm. Yeah. And it's, and it's not something that, that at least for me for a really long time, I never, you know, I would always say, well, I feel good that I'm not inconveniencing someone else or I'm not bothering or hurting someone else or hurting someone else's feelings until it was pointed out to me or the question was asked me, why is it okay for you to do all that to yourself though? To hurt your own feelings, <laughs> to, you know, to, to exempt yourself, right? To not say those things. And it was just a question I'd never even considered. Mm-hmm. And a lot of change began out of that question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Years ago, um, because I'm uh, years ago in group settings, because I'm so used to listening, I will, uh, I would often sort of, I didn't want to take up space. I didn't, you know, if I'm, if I'm around somebody who talks, who would, you know, talks quite a bit, or if we've got a lot of talkers in the room, I would just sort of like, oh, well, you know, they need this <laughs> space more than I do. Mm-hmm. So I can just, you know, I don't need to speak up. What I realized was that then nobody really knew what I thought about things. Yeah. And, and I realized that they wanted to know, mm-hmm. but I would defer. Yeah. So then they have to guess mm-hmm. and maybe they guess around in, in a way that's not true. Right. And walk away thinking it is true. Oh, for sure. Well, we make up our own stories. Just that's why we're here. Right. <laughs> so we'll fill in all the blanks. Right. <laughs> right. And we'll decide what somebody's about. Yeah. Based off of what they tell us or they don't tell us. Yeah, it's it's really true. You know, it resonates. One of the one of the toughest conversations I ever had within a relationship was about this very thing. Very challenging for me because what was being pointed out to me was in, I was trying to avoid conflict and disagreement over a certain issue. And the problem was exactly that. And this person said to me, the problem is if I don't know what you're thinking, or if if you're not willing to share where you're at, you're not willing to risk disagreement. How do I know if you're really in this or not? How do I really know that I know who you are and what you're bringing into this? I would rather know these things and trust that we can work through them, even if there is conflict. And wow, that was a very important moment in that relationship in particular, but just in general, because that's exactly it. And that was, that was the type of thing is I was unwilling to go through the emotional discomfort, you know, and even the physical discomfort in my body of stepping out 
in a way that was advocating for myself or, you know, whatever you want to call it, putting myself first, being selfish, just stating my opinion, the fact that I disagreed because I wasn't sure what the outcome was going to be. And so I, for me, there was an element of trying to control the outcome or prevent a negative outcome without recognizing that I was kind of throwing a wrench in the works by not stepping up and saying what I thought, speaking up. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the relationship, yeah. a wrench in the relationship, because yeah. if we're not able to, sh to fully show up as ourselves, then we're both missing out mm -hmm. in different ways. Yeah. And then it's going right. to top out at a certain point, right? You're going to hit a certain ceiling where there's not going to be a lot of movement beyond that. Uh, sure. If you stay together long enough, but even not speaking up for yourself can be the, the, the fuel for other arguments too. Mm -hmm. So it can, you might not even reach a ceiling. You might be creating exactly what you're trying not to create <laughs> with <laughs> right. conflict. Right. You might be actually creating the conflict because you're not speaking up for yourself. And, the, and that's the other part is like speaking up for ourselves doesn't have to be angry. Mm -hmm. that, that's when we typically do it because with the, the pressure valve has released. Yeah. Right. So we definitely are going to speak up for ourselves when we've got a lot of emotion on board, oftentimes. Right. Or, and sometimes we just withdraw. But that is going to be if we hold it, hold things in, hold things in, and we don't speak up about the small things at some point, that's going to create um, just exactly what we're trying not to create. And that that, that damage and conflict. Mm -hmm. um, and we're not going to be in control of ourselves. Yeah, exactly. As much as we like. Exactly. And we may not say, I mean, we, there might be a whole lot of clutter in there, right? That explodes out, right? That isn't really what we're trying to get at, you know? And, and I know for me, when I feel that kind of that flooded feeling or that overpowered feeling, the words that come out, you know, <laughs> may not be all that well thought out, <laughs> you know, or measured mm -hmm. or including things like courtesy to the person that I'm talking to or consideration of the person that I'm talking to. You know, the big, the bigger picture mm -hmm. of this is a relationship I care about. I shouldn't take a flamethrower, you know, that, that type mm -hmm. of thing. And that, those moments of intensity are really tough. And if, yeah, if it's only the only time we speak up is when we lose <laughs> our, you know what, <laughs> that's not, it's not going to be conducive to anyone because then there's a lot to clean up, mm -hmm. even more to clean up on the other end. Mm -hmm. Yes. So if we're speaking up early we avo avoid, we, we, we don't need the blowups to get it out. Mm -hmm. You know, you think about like, what's if, if selfish is that, that um, definition that you shared earlier, excessively, you know, impacting another person, you know, mm -hmm. for our own needs, then the angry speaking up would might actually fit better underneath that definition. Because when we speak up with anger, because we've been holding on, holding on, holding on, holding on, and then the intensity is, so we're saying things and we're doing things that can really be quite selfish, but then, but then we have to fix something later if we choose to, or we just move on. Like, well, I was angry. I said these things. And so, you know, just understand that you should don't, you should know me. I don't mean these things, but I was angry. So I just threw them your way. Right. Well, that, that's what happens too. Right. Yeah. Well, well, that would be a little bit more selfish, I think, uh -huh. than speaking up for yourself in a 
in, in the smaller times, the ones that you're in control of, that you're clear of, that you're not avoiding because you don't want to, you know, create any discomfort for someone else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Just so many different threads on this, on this story, like so many others where they sound simple and then you start teasing them out in different directions and you can see what kind of destruction they can do and how difficult they make things without really, really needing to be. So I don't know. It comes mm-hmm. back to that, you know, mm-hmm. again, so much of what we talk about is to what degree are we willing to become comfortable with discomfort? So, you know, I, I, I would think over time, I mean, if you, if you were speaking up for yourself, doing it enough times, you're able to do it, whether you feel discomfort or not. And depending on the topic, whatever it might be, your discomfort might be high in one moment. It might be not so, it might be very low grade. You might not have it at all, but it's something you're able to do with practice because the, hopefully the practice of doing it shows that whatever that big, deep, unspoken fear is of what may happen if I do speak up for myself, the more we experience that that doesn't necessarily happen. <laughs> in fact, you know, good things happen, uh, better things happen. It becomes, I'm not sure if it becomes easier or if it becomes more of a practice, a regular practice, as opposed to not doing so. You know, I guess that's, that's what I'm wondering is, you know, that where that, dis, where that tolerance of discomfort and the embrace of it fits in. Yeah. And, and maybe it doesn't ever have to get any easier. Maybe it just needs to be like, okay, if we want to mitigate any um, confusion or um, we want to get clearer about what it is that we really want to experience in our life. Because remember, when we talk about things, we start to sort things. So, So if we keep everything inside and we don't speak, then we don't even sometimes know ourselves what's going on in there. And then we just kind of, and and then that builds resentment after a while. And then we tend to blame somebody else for us not knowing what's going on in there. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, it's taking that responsibility, that self-responsibility to navigate and engage in a, in a fair and and really unselfish way. Cause, cause the other person shouldn't just know that the, the person we're not speaking up to yeah. Is not going to just know. That's not fair to expect them to just, they should just know. So I shouldn't have to say. Right. What would be important to say. Right. Like, like I want pizza tonight. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> it's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're the other people can handle pizza for one night. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. You or, know, and, or and, salad or, or salad sticks. Are going to get me hungry here by the end of this. <laughs> Um, so that's a whole other discussion. Like, cause sometimes pizza, you never know. Pizza can be its own war, right? <laughs> like pineapple or not. That's mm-hmm, the one everybody mm-hmm. goes to. Um, I say yes to pineapple, by the way, depending on the combo. Nevertheless, I digress. The other thing that isn't fair either is particularly in a relational context is we all, we all want connection. We all want to be known and we want people to see us. We hear that all the time, Right. And so to have the expectation, though, if we're not going to speak up for ourselves, for someone to be focused enough to then turn around and say, hey, I'm wondering, is this something you really want to do? I'm set For them to be the one who is willing to have the expectation that they need to be the one that steps in, that they need to be the one who initiates, puts an automatic imbalance into something that, that isn't really fair either. And that 
seem selfish <laughs> to me, right? Because I'm choosing, if I'm the person who's expecting that, I'm withdrawing and protecting myself. That seems a lot more selfish than just speaking up and just saying, this is what I think, or this is what I prefer. Absolutely. But we all do it to some degree in a lot of ways. Sure. We, we've talked about the relational dance before. So we do get sort of like locked into this way of doing things with each other mm -hmm. and breaking that cycle can be really challenging. But we, with the speaking up for ourselves, sometimes it can be with our family. It can be with our partner. It can be at work. It can be with our friends. It can be not with our dog. I always tell Gita exactly what I'm thinking, but and she doesn't mind it. But, um, but you know what I mean? Like it can be another, in a lot of different areas, we can start to practice wherever it. It, it feels like we can get in there, right? Yeah. So if we're going to try to change a relational dance, it might seem like a uphill battle that we can't get to. Um, but if we want to be known, it is our responsibility in the relationship. It, it, we, 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 we put a lot on our partners mm -hmm. often. Yeah. Both do it from different, from different directions. Yeah. And we could lessen that our relationship would be a little bit more fulfilling and, yeah and and yeah and and have clearer paths forward and and depending on where you are in the relationship what stage you you continue to make sure that you're still aligned on the same things whatever agreements you have at whatever stage of the relationship that you're still aligned and you're gonna have a better chance of understanding sooner whether that's still happening or whether that's starting to diverge and while there can be pain in that, if the divergence is happening and you start to recognize, okay, this might be running its course, better to know that at this point than finding out 50 years down the line at someone's funeral that this person hated this thing or they hated that thing and you never knew it. That's a small thing. But better to know that um, so that we can each be living, each be living the way that we want to be living and, and being aligned with what matters to us. Mm -hmm. And, and it makes sense that, you know, as human beings, we do go through different developmental stages and phases mm -hmm. along our life cycle. So we aren't going to be the same person at 35 that we were at 19. Thank so, God. or 28 <laughs> or, or even 34. <laughs> Thank <Right>? God. <laughs> so we're going to be changing. Mm -hmm. um, and so the telling the telling about our changes, the telling about what um, what needs to be said. Again, and we're talking about a lot of minor things here that people don't speak up about. Right. Right. We're not talking about, okay, I've, I've held on to this for so long and now I'm going to speak up. We're not talking only about that. Now, certainly that happens, but if we're doing the speaking up about all the minor things, Hey, I used to really like breakfast foods. Now I don't, can we not go to breakfast anymore? Like let's do something else instead. Right. Like it could, I mean, they're, they're small things that we don't, we think that could be selfish. Well, no, they really like breakfast. I couldn't take breakfast away from them. Mm. What? <laughs> they mm -hmm. can have breakfast. You know what I mean? Like, right. like that's what we do uh -huh. and, and we get stuck in the muck with it. Yeah. And we don't give ourselves the opportunity to find some creative solutions on that. Right. Because, you know, what if that, what if the person surprises you and says, Oh, I'm glad you told me that. I still really like breakfast. You don't, I take that seriously. 
well, all right, let's think of something new. And that's going to leave a lot of room for flexibility, you know, something like, well, every other week we'll go to breakfast or and then every other week we'll do this. Or maybe we can find a place where we can do both. I can have breakfast and you can have, it doesn't allow for that opportunity that could actually be really glorious, right? Where you're like, mm -hmm. wow, okay. It doesn't allow for that possibility because we get caught in that fear. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we make, we, we make the small things um, really small, like, oh, no big deal. But all the small, they're, they're, like, they're like the paper cuts. Mm -hmm. They add up. They so do. we don't want to make the small things invaluable or not valuable. Mm -hmm. We want to act on them, speak on them. It's okay. We can handle this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because cuts get infected no matter what size, right? <laughs> Big, small. And if you get a lot of them, they sure do. you increase that chance of that getting infected with resentment and bitterness, resignation, withdrawal. Yeah, all those things. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Powerful story there, Tawny. Thanks for, uh, thanks for throwing that one into the ring. That was good. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. Good awesome. fun. Good yeah. fun. So speaking up is not selfish. Speaking up is actually for everyone's benefit. Absolutely. Well said. Perfect. That's a great place to leave it for this episode of Breaking Up With Our BS. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Remember, if you missed any of this episode or any other of the 107 episodes of Breaking Up With Our BS, you can find this as a podcast wherever you get your podcasts. There are also video versions of every episode at our YouTube channel at Breaking Up With Our BS. Uh, and thank you so much in advance for subscribing, for leaving us a review, and for sharing this with your friends and family and anybody else who might be interested. Next week, we will be back to debunk yet another story. And next week's story is, I have trust issues. I can't wait. <laughs> no, me neither. That was going to be so fun. It's going to be so good. <laughs> so it, it is, because that's a big one. So we will see mm -hmm. you all next week. Until then, I am JDK Winnikin. And I am Tommy Santa Maria. <laughs> Speak up for yourself. See ya. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theater. You're really quite good. Quite a certain harmful habit. Stop it now, I'm leaving.